Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show, we have Liz Braun of Harness Up Fitness, two locations down in Florida. Liz, what's going on? How are you today? Hi. Thank you for enjoying uh, having me on the show. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to, to pick your brain because you came from not the, the traditional personal trainer and then opened up my own business and then expanded from there. We had a, a little bit different of a path to get here. For the people who aren't familiar with the business, why don't you give us a little bit of context here? First and foremost, Harness Up Fitness. How do you describe what this is to people? What do you tell them? Um, it is a bungee fitness uh, studio. It's just a small little studio. It's all instructor led. And so when you come up, you hook into a harness, we get you in a bungee and we just start flying around. Yeah. It sounds like a bunch of fun. It sounds like there are, are plenty of ways to, to make this a good time. Take us back a little bit. I'm always interested in, in origin stories on things like this. Not the day that you opened up the doors. Tell me about the day that the idea popped into your head. I'm going to open up a bungee fitness studio. What was going on for you? Why bungee fitness? And, and what was the goal at the outset of this? Sure. Um, what happened was I was down in Arizona back in 2019. I was looking at something that I could do to not hurt when I go to the gym. Um, I'm getting older. And so I just thought, I'm just going to punch it into my phone. Um, I punched it in and it said bungee fitness. I was like, what is this? I've never heard of it before. So I went to the studio that was in Arizona. I loved it. And then I came back to Florida after my vacation and I looked to see if there was anything around here. There was absolutely nothing. So I reached out to another bungee studio that was up in Oklahoma. And I said, hey, is there any way that we can maybe open up one down here in Florida? I fell in love with it. She's like, why don't you train? Why don't you try and become a master trainer? And then we'll see where it goes from there. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. So I went to Oklahoma. I went ahead and trained. I became a master trainer. I came down here to Florida, opened up the first studio in 2020. I just jumped both feet into the water yeah. right during COVID, right? Yeah. And Couldn't have there, timed it any better. <laughs> right. And from there, I just, it just kind of kept evolving. And um, now I'm teaching and training other studios that want to open up. I've trained somebody in Trinidad and Tobago. I've trained I'm um, up in Connecticut on the West coast of Florida. Cause I'm over on the East coast of Florida and I just, I just keep training people. Yeah. Historically, this, this model has been more of a bigger city sort of aspect, but it's certainly growing and expanding into different regions You've got a handful of years under your belt as the owner of this. What's been the best part about owning your own business so far? Oh, just the, the it being able just to be your own boss, right? That's like the best. Um, I don't know. It's not a nine to five. It's always when somebody calls you up. Um, I just had a, a recent uh, person that just had ALS and they, they just got diagnosed she just called me and she's like, Hey, or her husband did. Cause she can't speak. And he just said, Hey, can you by some chance help my, my wife? And she came in for the first time and I just been able to help her ever since. And she's becoming a little bit more mobile. That's what gets me inspired to keep going. Um, and I don't have any limitations. You know, somebody can't tell me that I cannot accept that type of a person into my studio. And that is the exact reason why I decided to do this. That's fantastic. And, and those are what make it worth it. Everybody that I talk to who's in the industry in any capacity knows that it's not all dollar signs and, and mimosas on the beach and driving a Ferrari for owners. There are things that make it worthwhile to be in this space beyond just dollars and cents. Flip that around for me. What's been the most challenging aspect of running your own business so far? <laughs> let's talk about the dollars and cents. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. always the overhead because you always have to have 
the overhead to be able to start the business. Like I said, I jumped two feet right into the water um, during COVID. I ended up closing my business for about a week because I ended up getting COVID. So right when I opened it up, we had a grand opening and then I ended up closing the doors because I was the only trainer at the time. Um, so of course the money doesn't come in all the time. It's, it's very difficult, especially for a small business owner to try and get the funds to help to get um, your business going, to keep it going, to, you know, just the daily grind. Um, and so that I believe is like the hardest. You're constantly trying to figure out what can I do to improve this place or this other place just to be able to make ends meet. Yeah. You're not alone in that boat. I think a lot of, a lot of people that find themselves in our space do so because of what you said earlier they love training they love helping people and not necessarily they love managing income statements and balance sheets and running advertisements and doing all of these things that are that are necessary when you're responsible for paying the bills for you now that we can operate with some level of normalcy beyond covid and we have this, this opportunity to bounce back. What's been working from a marketing standpoint? How do you generate interest in a business like this? Um, clearly, it is worth word of mouth. For Number one, foremost, um, when somebody comes in, they start telling 10 friends. And then it just keeps building on like that. Second of all, I would say social media. Social media has really boomed my business, especially on Instagram. One weekend, I don't know, it was back probably like four months ago, I had like maybe 285 followers. This is no lie. Within not even four days later, I was up to 55,000 people that were following me. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? My phone was just going off the hook. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. But then um, thirdly, I reached out to Spectrum News, which is a local news um syndicate or whatever in Orlando and they came out and did a story on me and then I'm getting return on investments through them I'm like this is really nice so I have not really um jumped on the wagon unfortunately I just didn't have the funds to start marketing and paying people to market my business yep. um so I've been kind of just hitting the floor just you know the pavement and I've just been doing it myself yeah. Um, and maybe that's probably a bad thing to do. I don't know, but it saves me money. It doesn't really save me time, but I have the time because this is my business. And so this is what's been working for me. Yeah. I think that's an important perspective here with a new business in a small business. Resources are limited, right? We don't have tens of thousands of dollars to throw at an advertising budget. We don't have marketing departments to be able to hand this off to you're wearing all the hats That's and so correct. it falls to you what resources do we have we have time and so we've gotten out into the community we've found whatever free pr we can we've used social media do you think as the business grows and matures that will be more of a focus for you to put some sort of money into growing the business beyond where it is now Oh, yes, for sure. Um, and I also I'm also like incorporating different types of um, like mommy and me um, groups. So I go to small uh, women owned groups. I go to small business groups and I'm constantly involved in those type of groups just to get the word of mouth out there that I do have this business. Um, like I said, I opened up Indian Harbor Beach two years ago. There was a couple ladies that just came in last night. They're like, we didn't even know that you existed here. And I was like, how can that happen when I'm so out there? But then I'm like, well, maybe I'm just not taking that niche and, I, and I'm not seeing it where it needs to be seen. So I am out there with events and just, you know, stuff like that constantly. Yeah, it's... It's interesting one because, I mean, we need to get customers. It's kind of the, the chicken or the egg conversation, right? Do we wait for customers so that we have the revenue to then spend on advertising and get more customers? Or do we spend the money, even though we may not necessarily have it, to get those customers to bring it in to recoup the revenue that we already spent? There's not one hard and fast answer. And I think it's, it's sort of a case-by-case -case thing, but it's always interesting how gym owners look at that 
take me to the next step in the process here, Liz. Somebody reaches out, interested in signing up. Walk me through what a typical sales process looks like. Who are they speaking with? What does that conversation entail? What are they signing up for? Um, they are speaking directly to me. I'm, I have my cell phone with me 24 seven. Um, so anytime that anybody calls me and they're like, Hey, I'm really interested. I heard, I seen you, heard you, whatever. Um, and now I want to take a couple classes. So I will walk through, um, them with an app that I use for my business and it's called the mind body app. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, mm, totally um, fine. but okay. So I have the mind body app and that's like a one-stop shop for my clients. So they can look to see when I schedule my, my classes because not like a traditional gym we don't just have our doors open and people can just come in and you know and just work out it's yeah. all instructor led yeah, so this is by appointment right right yes it is it's by appointment only and so when um they do that they schedule it on that app they pay for it on the app and then they just show up um my return on investment i believe would be where i'm offering all brand new clients um a automatic automatic pay for one full year every single month taken out on the first and that's what's been helping me just knowing that that income is constantly coming in um otherwise i offer different types of packages that they can take and um they can run with those two for every single month um, or they can do drop-in rates but they know that they have to schedule in order to do a drop-in rate so right. I have a lot of different ways that money is coming in and it is secured. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation in our industry and contracts, how long we sign people up for is, is debatable. For you, what's made the most sense is a longer term venture. Now looking forward, besides, I mean, obviously besides the contract, what do you think speaks most to retaining people in this kind of a model how are you planning to keep people for as long as possible as members um you know that is just a really really good question i'm still trying to figure this one out uh, um when people come and they work out they really really enjoy it um there are some people that is just more of a nostalgia they're like oh i just wanted to try it and then never come back so i'm constantly trying to retain people and that is the one thing that i do um is the automatic pay that is for one year it's always good for that one just one year only um other than that um i'm I'm opening up more of a diversification as far as we're not just doing just bungee. We also, I've also incorporated aerial yoga, regular yoga, bar fusion or bar fitness. Um, let's see, power circuit where we incorporate weights um, and then dance. And so that right there is kind of like gives you that well-rounded, hey, you know what? I can just have this as my gym and I don't have to go to a huge box place, right? Like the the larger ones um that are open 24 7 and they can still utilize my gym to the fullest extent sure and, and i mean that's going to be where you really build this business right keeping people as opposed to constantly cycling through new people as you look forward wins we've got our two locations what do you see as the future of harness up where do you see this business going? What's kind of the, the trajectory in your mind? My trajectory is um, I'm going to keep those two locations and I'm going to kind of um, pull myself away from those two locations because what I'm trying to do is I am trying to be what's called a, con uh, a traveling consultant um, for Harness Up or just for bungee fitness alone. Um, many, many people, especially over in Europe, have reached out to me and they're like, hey, we really want to open it up, but we just don't know where to begin. We don't know how to start, whatever. So that is the thing. Hopefully within the second quarter of next year, I'm going to start just putting myself out there and just traveling and helping people to open up because I'm getting tons and tons of people from the uk uh sweden greece israel um dubai there's so many people that have reached out to me and says we really want to open up but how do we even begin so like i said i'm gonna start traveling and i'm gonna try and help and see what happens yeah. 
that that opens up a, an interesting rabbit hole for us because obviously there's only one Liz right. in terms of running these studios. What needs to happen to make them sort of self-sufficient without you being involved? A manager, right? I will end up um, having, well, the three people that I have right now, they are, I can rely on them so much. These, these three women are there for me constantly. And that right there just gives me that peace of mind to be able to say, I can literally step back if I need to. Um, you know, you have, I being 55, right? I have elderly parents and I'm constantly helping them to go. And, you know, I have to be up in Minnesota sometimes to help my mom. Um, they just take over this, this, these uh, two locations and I don't have to have a worry. It's good to have somebody in that position. I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast find themselves stuck in the, the cycle of always needing to be a part of their business. Even you mentioned for a sales process, I always have my phone on me. People are reaching out to me. It can be really difficult to quote unquote, hire yourself out of a job. It sounds like that's the director or the direction you guys are trying to go, but it'll be really, really interesting to see how that shapes up for you because I think it's a lot easier said than it is done. So yes, it's a, uh, it's a fun conversation nonetheless. Liz, that's a really, really great place for us to start to wrap our conversation up. But before we sign out of here, why don't you tell people where they could learn a little bit more about Harness Up? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Sure. Um, it is harnessupfitness.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Harness Up Fitness. I've got my Facebook, Harness Up Fitness. Um, whenever you just type in Harness Up Fitness on Google, you'll see me straightforward and simple enough people listening connect with liz and the harness up team on those platforms liz it's been a bunch of fun i really i really appreciate gym owners coming on and sharing their story and both sides of the success point what's gone well and how do we get here but also what are we still working on where can we plug some holes it'll be really really interesting to see what the future of this looks like so we'll have to connect again down the road and, and pick your brain in the future to see how all this works out but for today we're running a bit shy on time. I can't thank you enough and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Randall with Integrated Fitness out of Missouri. Randall, happy Thursday. How are you feeling today, man? Uh, feeling pretty good, pretty strong. Uh, just had a great workout before all this happening. So nice and relaxed. And uh, thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with integrated fitness. But uh, let's take a step back and give the viewers some perspective if we can. So Randall, let's start with a very basic questions of how many members are you serving currently? Oh, uh, at this point, a little over a hundred members. Okay. Yeah. And that's pretty good for uh, a small little uh, rural hunting fishing town that uh, I have my gym in. So we're doing yeah. pretty well with that. For sure. And so for you, Randall, I mean, what's been the best method to get people interested and through the door? 
basically in the 11 years that we've been here in this uh, arena in Warsaw, I believe it's always been and probably always will be word of mouth. And by virtue of word of mouth, when you get to a point where you're fixing a needed solution for the people who come, you have your potential client base who come with a purpose in mind. And that is to have something fixed that needs fixing. And if you can provide the fix, you'll have that clientele. And if you help with that, then that word of mouth only instigates a further capacity and potential for greater client base growing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I'm kind of curious here, Randall, you know, I think, um, I think every gym is different, but at that hundred mark, let's say if leads, traffic clients, these things are all hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go than that 100 mark? I think it depends on how you want to continue on in your, um, quest for a greater business, a greater service. I think uh, there's always room and potential for expansion, not just by virtue of a, a housing gym unit, but working through those areas, as I mentioned, where you fix a solution that's needed, whether it's weight management, whether it's strength or muscle or helping with a a concern medically that a lot of the client base has, then I think that in itself will help you grow and cast a lot of potential on that expansion. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think it really does come down to to you guys. And uh, you know, Randall, I, I I'm really curious to hear this too, right? And I, I I know from experience. I mean, I was a trainer for a long time. And having anything over 50 members or 50 clients is a lot to manage. So how do you track, manage those metrics of how long someone's been with you, you know, where they came from, if they're looking to cancel, how do you track and understand those metrics? Well, uh, a lot of that I have, I owe to my sister, Joyce, as I said, with her background in finance and budgeting and foreign service, she's been a, a perfect example of you know, keeping that in perspective and keeping track of everyone that does come in. And you'll have to remember, JJ, that as I mentioned earlier, we're a, a small rural community. And so you get in a smaller town, the ability to recognize faces and names and, yeah. you know, it, it's a sense of community. So you pretty much know when someone's coming and when they don't, because it becomes a family situation. Now, gotcha. by virtue of the tracking, it's not as though we don't keep track with paperwork because we do. I do a lot of the old fashioned things where you have orientations that I give each and every member, regardless of their experience, because we have up-to-date state-of-the-art equipment and they, um, they, the client base, aren't really used to that in some instances. And a lot of the client base we have have never been into a gym prior to coming to our facility. So with that kind of orientation and changing up their exercises and programs frequently, because of the body adaption process, as you well know, then that affords them the opportunity to grow and we can track them through and by not only paperwork, but by the times that they do show up in advance through their own training, because I want them to be a, a situation where when they come, they not only get the results, because then they go out and they become a tracking for us because they're bringing other people in as an opportunity to meet us and grow with our facility and what we have to offer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Complete sense. And I think that's huge. I think that's kind of the benefit of being in a, in a, in a smaller town, right? I mean, you can have that community feel, that family feel where it's genuinely like, Hey, like, Absolutely. I know that like Sabrina was supposed to be here today and she's not always what's going on. So, um, and I, this is a good kind of segue to another question that I think kind of serves a great purpose. And I'm, I'm curious to see your response here too. 
Um, a little bit of a longer winded question here, Randall, but a, a good question in itself. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Um, so, you know, in the fitness and gym world, we use about three pillars of a business most prominently, right? And that's going to be number one, your lead generation, which is just getting people through the door, getting them interested, right? Your marketing. Mm-hmm. Then you have your acquisition, right? Which is getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client, right? And that's just your sales. Then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Randall, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Improve the most? Yes. Hmm. Well, I would say an answer to all all of those uh, arenas that you mentioned, because we all are, we are a smaller community. We also have the best results oriented um, record, so to speak, since we started 11 years ago. And that's, that's really from my standpoint as manager and coach trainer, chief bottle washer and stuff in a small town, (laughs) it affords me the ability to utilize everything that I've learned. And I've learned from some great people along the way. And I think it's a God-given gift that I had naturally from a, a wee little boy until, you know, my mature years now to make results a happening thing because our motto and a line of expression is to lead, educate, inspire excellence in health and wellness. And that to me is every person who comes in that door decides to join by virtue of the results, mostly from other people they know who have experienced it in our facility and have been told by those friends to come and check it out, have experienced those same results. And the idea that I'm I'm on track and in-house as far as walking people through the orientation as far as helping them understand how to utilize the equipment properly. And that doesn't uh, mean, you know, certain age groups, everybody. I have clients, some of which are uh, late 80s, who can still deadlift and squat and do it properly because they've been taught properly. And when they have results and go to their doctors or healthcare practitioners and they're saying, what are you doing? I don't know, but keep it up. You're doing splendid. They can say, it's because I go to integrated fitness. And so that speaks for itself volumes about how we do things. What could we do to better as far as your question goes to further that growth and retention? I think it would probably be a little bit more education as far as the retention, because we have a lot of turnover and, you know, we, we can justify that. I think from the standpoint, we have a lot of elderly people and, you know, there comes a time when they, they just feel they can't continue and by virtue of the, their medical community, they have said the doctors told them not to continue for whatever reason. And so, you know, that can be a, a sticky wicket at times. Yeah. But for the most part, the ones we have return and they're our best voice when they're out in the community. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think- Does that answer your question? Yeah, totally, Randall. And I, I I love how in-depth you get there. I think that's super important for the perspective of the viewers here. So I've got two more questions for you, my two favorite questions. Okay. Randall, let's say five, 10 years down the road for integrated fitness, what are you guys trying to accomplish? I think we're at a point, myself and my sister, where since we've been doing this for the 11 years that we've been here, I won't say that the success we've had isn't joyful and it's been uh, fairly um, huge for our area, but at the same time, we want to pass it on, pass the torch 
so to speak. So I think it's for me an idea of cloning myself, so to speak, and moving that that um, integrated philosophy on to lead, educate, and inspire excellence in health and wellness, and give that along to the 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 younger generation who follows. And by doing so, you keep that connection with spirit, mind, and body intact. I can teach exercise. A monkey can do that. But you can't teach passion. And when somebody has the passion to move forward in an arena where they really believe that making a difference is a special ordained uh, situation in health and wellness, then that's what we're looking to strive for. And we have people in our facility who have voiced a desire to get involved with that as time goes on, as they learn and grow, because it's inspired them to that own self-efficacy and move forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely, Randall. And and I, again, I just want to I want to say thank you for your your honesty and transparency throughout the whole entire thing, and just how in depth you go get for us and for the viewers here. So, thank you for that. And Randall, I have one last question before I let you go here, but my favorite question of the day. Okay, right, Randall. So, if you could go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now, and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? That advice, I think, for me would be don't assume that because everything is not the way it was when you first started in this arena, that because it doesn't continue exactly that same way, that there isn't value and excellence in that. And having said that, a little more background, I have had fitness businesses in three states, California, Georgia, doing a contract stint with the CDC, working with some wonderful people, and then now here in Missouri. So along the way, I've met countless people in the bodybuilding world, uh, names uh, and great people behind me, which, you know, I won't uh, bore you with all the names, you probably know them anyway, but it's, I've learned a great deal from people who have taken me under their wing and said, Randall, you have a, a natural gift for this. So if you consider those three aspects that you even mentioned and remember to be excellent in everything that you do and see the value in it, regardless of your clientele, you will grow and expand and see the wonders of who and what can be your potential anywhere along that line. Randall, that was a mic drop of an answer. I'll tell you that went. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, if you have any social media, Facebook or website, please let the viewers know where can they find out more about you and integrated fitness. Yeah, our uh, we have a website, obviously. Uh, we have a Facebook website under Integrated uh, Fitness, and it is actually info4fit.com. Or I'm sorry, it's info at integrate, integratedforfit.com. And then also we have our uh, website at integratedfitness.com. And we, we are on uh, Facebook and Instagram under those headings. So you can find us there and that'd be great. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road, Randall. Um, if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I would really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay. All right. Thank you, JJ. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, 
click link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Sean from Get Fit Fitness out of Pensacola, Florida. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm good. Excited to have you here to learn more about what to have going on over there at your fitness business before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on. Um, give us a little bit of background. Ultimately, you know, what was it that led to you going and opening up Get Fit Fitness? Um, myself, when I was uh, younger, uh, I had gotten in a little uh, trouble with the law. So my background is uh, I did some time in federal prison. And while I was in there, I needed a way to cope with the stress and the environment that I was living in and exercise became an outlet besides me being overweight and diabetes, high blood pressure, running running into my family. All my siblings have it uh, besides myself. I'm the only one that don't have it uh, due to the lifestyle that I live compared to theirs. But while I was incarcerated, I got, I got to exercising and, and doing 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 classes because I was overweight and I lost like about like 20 to 25 pounds during that process and I signed up to be a, a wellness instructor on the rec recreation yard in the prison system and from that point I went to running classes and uh, while I was running classes uh, I became I, I found the love for the individuals I was working with and seeing them getting results on what I was doing. And it clicked on me that I can do this on the other side when I get from where I was at, whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that's what led me to getting into the, I got, once I got out, I got cert, I got my certification. Cause you know, without certification, uh, is that you can't do what, uh, what, what I'm particularly doing when it comes to right. You know, personal trainer, I can't wear that title without having a certification with it. So I got certified and I was doing, I was training out of my, going to Planet Fitness, meeting, uh, picking up clients there and picking up clients from uh, Thumbtack. So I was training uh, probably roughly around like 15 clients until my membership got canceled from there. And that's what brought me to the studio that I'm currently in now. Once my membership got canceled, kind of fitness, so I had to, I had to go out on a limb and uh, with not knowing what was behind it, and I had to get into a building uh, and hoping, gamble, hoping that I could still have those clients because I was at risk for uh, being a good. Uh, Business with losing all my clients, but thank God I had some good clients that was willing to come to me, and yeah, and I was willing to go to the other ones that were still uh, where I had to go to the uh, apartment gym or whatnot like that. Yeah, I mean that's amazing, really. And 
inspirational too. Like, you know, obviously being incarcerated, you made something out of that. You found something that you were really passionate about, which is health and fitness. You got out and you built something off of that. And now you've been running a successful fitness business, helping other people stay healthy. Um, So it's really inspirational what you've done. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So now, you know, you're running Get Fit Fitness. Give us your best elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what services that you provide at your studio. Kind of paint a picture for our listener here, Sean. Well, basically, I focus on... I focus on helping people live a long and healthy life, regardless of what their their gender is, regardless of what their sexuality is, and regardless of uh, if they have limitations or not, underlying health problems or whatnot like that. I consider myself a a universal trainer. You ain't got too many of those uh, in the world, I would say, as a where you can work with any and everybody in that aspect there. And I don't, um, I really, I really, uh, what drives me is getting, again, a client that's uh, really motivated to having realistic goals and buying in and trusting the process of being a team, a teammate and a team player for like working with me and together. Cause just cause you get a trainer, that don't mean you're gonna get results. Because 75% of it is uh, what are you doing outside of uh, here outside of my establishment for like when it comes to eating your daily lifestyle, your daily lifestyle in regards to that nature now. Yeah. So, you know, what you're doing at your studio, it sounds like it is some personal training. Do you have group training? Do you have semi-privates? Kind of like what additional offerings do you have um, on your books? I offer, I offer personal training, which we all know that's designed for the individual based on their goals. Uh, strength and conditioning, that's designed on your your goals, and that's one-on-one. And that that's that right there you have to do during the off-season because by being athletes, they, being an athlete, you don't train during, during season because it's like too much with the soreness. Uh, not being able to recover from the workout and then having to, having to uh, go through your body through the stress of a long season and whatnot. I also offer uh, nutrition plans where I basically sit down with the individual and see what they're trying to do from a nutritional standpoint, uh, find out what they like to eat, uh, separate the good, the good, the good from the bad when it comes to that deal and seeing how we can uh, get their body to uh, doing the stuff that it need to be doing from our everyday standpoint by eating the right foods and drinking the right, uh, taking the right supplements or whatnot. And I also focus on uh, boot camp, which is uh, a group setting, and it's beginners, intermediate, and advanced combined all in all into one. And it basically, it could be modified, whatnot. If you got limitations, you could be modified. Like most most uh, classes, uh, when you go to group training, they don't have no modification. They only have one way of doing it or doing it uh, one way, like a set or whether you call it vanilla, whatnot. I always uh, change, I always change my workouts up, uh, like six to eight weeks, whatnot, whether uh, even though it's in a, a group setting, I still do that because you don't want yeah. no more clients to, uh, you don't keep clients by being stagnant or vanilla. Uh, you do something over and over again, you're going to get tired of doing it and you're not going to be motivated to do it. It won't be challenging. Right. No, I definitely agree with you there. I, I think it's super cool that you're always switching things up. So you've got, you know, that personal training side of your business. You have that nutrition and then you've got your boot camp. How many boot camp classes are you running on a typical week? Uh, give or take. Uh, I do like 7 and seven a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning. Like, uh, like give or take Monday through Thursday. Uh, then I got an 8, uh, 8 a.m. class where I do six days a week, where it's Monday through Saturday. And then I got an evening uh, slot there where I do 5.30 to 6.30, Monday through Thursday. 
Okay. And so you have about three ish classes yes. a day during the week. Um, okay, cool. And then, you know, personal training wise, let's kind of chat about that. Um, personal training is such a smart thing for our business, right? Because we can charge more per person. And we can give our clients a direct approach to help them reach their goal. Super individualized. Everybody's goals look different. So you, the trainer, get to create this awesome plan to help whoever it is standing in front of you with whatever it is that they want to achieve. Um, how many clients are you serving in the one-on-one -on -one part of your business right now? Uh, at this particular time, I'm serving like uh, 13. Where I got two that I'm meeting this week. So I got, I currently got 13. Uh, but the beauty of that I've been having, I've been having like, say for instance, the, the clients that I've been getting, they, they've been like long-term, they ain't been short-term. Like sometimes that's you awesome. might get clients, that's the, that's the con when it comes to personal training, where uh, just because you get certified, you're like, oh, I'm gonna get all these clients and this and that. But uh, a lot of times you might, you might see somebody train somebody today and then they might just train for one session or two sessions, but I offer uh, monthly rates where you, where anytime you buy something in the bulk, you can get it at a lower rate, whatnot like that. It don't be too much, uh, too, too, it don't be like uh, underselling yourself because you can't undersell yourself. Whatever the market calls for, you got to charge that. You got to charge it or uh, whatnot. So, cause you can, cause, cause of the fact that you got a turnover rate when it comes to personal training. A lot of people who get into this business, they don't they don't do the homework to know what the end what the uh, cons are with being a trainer. Because you can get certified and not have a client and struggle to get clients, whatnot. Mm -hmm. but yep. You want you want to get those long standing clients. That's the ultimate goal right there. Because you get those. That's uh, established income that you can build on with getting more clients on top of those clients. No, you just said it right there. I mean, we want to build that established clientele. Um, so bringing in that guaranteed revenue and then everything else that we do on top of that is just added on. Um, so, you know, 13 clients, is that a pretty comfortable spot for you in terms of one-on-one -on -one clients or are you in a position where you could take on more one-on-ones? Yeah, I, I could take on, I normally leave myself for like about, give or take like 20, whatnot, okay. give or take, because you got those hot days like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where uh, I got, by me being in a building, I got, I offer like a uh, 30-minute session. That's why I I got off for 30 minutes. When it gets to being like, well, I can't do a train. If I want to take on more, I can shorten it to like a 30 minute session versus an hour. That'd be a way where I can train more people throughout the day too. Well, I got 30 minute sessions or hourly sessions, whatnot. But I usually have it like uh, 20. That's what I normally do, about 20 uh, for like the cutoff right there, about 20 some odd clients right now on the, on the yeah. Okay, so you could take on, you know, about 20, and that's kind of that cutoff point where it's just you. Now, in terms of the boot camps, how many people can you fit into one class? Uh, 15. Uh, no, I, I, I got like 1,000 square feet. and But I could, I could take on more, though, because the, the location that I'm at, uh, I got 15 for, like, I can let that number reach as high as uh, uh, 20 if I, want, if I want to push it down. Max, because I got outdoor area too, where, where we go out and we do some stuff that uh, we do some stuff where uh, that you could do outside, like flipping tires, uh, oh, echo bike, uh, 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 the sledgehammer, battle ropes. It all lines in with strength and the conditioning. Uh, that certification there, I know. Uh, yeah. Some of look at it as uh, CrossFit. You know what I'm saying, but uh, but in my in my book is just strength and condition like hit workout. That's cool. So, yeah, I love it. I love it, and it's that yeah. stuff's fun. People people love to do that. Um, okay, so yeah, yeah, you're not bored. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know you can fit up to fifteen to twenty people in one class. You're doing around three classes ish per day. Um, yeah. you know 
for your boot camps, are those filled out right now or do you have room to grow those and take on more clients on the boot camp side of things? Yes, I got more. I got more room in uh, the early, the early, the early, the early one. I got more room. Yeah. I got, I got room. And then I offer like monthly rates right there. And I even offer a trial right there. Cause you got some people, uh, uh, it, basically you got, you give them the opportunity to say, I give them the opportunity to say, if this is for them, basically like that. For us, like they come in and they more to welcome to start a trial. I see if this is something that they like. What well, I'd rather do that than just a straight dive straight in and then they be like they wasted money and whatnot like that. I don't I'm not in the business of taking people money, nothing like that. I want my name to carry good weight, not bad weight. But when somebody hear about me and whatnot, uh because word of mouth uh in this business too is good too. Uh, no different than your clients. Uh, you got uh they're they're your image. So if they look like they work out and exercise, they look fit and healthy, that's gonna make you look good as a trainer. You you as a trainer, you expected to look that way. Of course you spoke, but you're a trainer. But what how, how do your clients look? Do they look like they do they look fit and healthy? So that's, yeah. So that's what the for sure. So let's talk a little bit about that growth process. Like, you know, I talk to gym owners all the time and I would say like 85% of people, the hardest part is getting new clients in the front door. Where are we finding clients from? That's what everybody seems to be struggling with right now. So talk to me about what you're doing to get new faces in Get Um. Well, what I do when I interact on my, my, my personal Facebook page, where I post a lot of, uh, I post a lot of pictures like what we doing and I post pictures and videos where it be training videos. It be it be with consent of my clients because uh, they always support of what I do here. I do uh, videos. I do you know like reels, what they call reels. I do exercise reels where they might be doing a particular exercise, and that get people DMing me, reaching out to me, uh, whether they message me through Facebook. Uh, then I market myself. I do, I run ads on Facebook, Instagram, where I pay, pay like running ads like that with a video. I do like a video and I might say something like I'm accepting new clients or uh, uh, basically for whatever particular thing that I'm accepting clients in. I also do marketing with, uh, uh, I don't know if you heard of them, but they've been out there for a while, uh, Thumbtack. Have you ever heard of that? Okay. They find okay. they find people who looking for like you sign up you sign up as a a trainer on them, and they might charge you probably like about uh they do all the marketing for you basically they find people who seeking your services and then those people to reach out to you through your profile on there and believe it or not uh since I've been in this gym where I'm at I got like about uh. I still train some of those clients from then. And it's like five years, but I've been here six years. I got some clients that have been training me off of Thumbtack like six years right now. And that's, awesome. that's unheard of. Uh, from a financial standpoint, you want to think people be uh, still sticking around like that unless they was retired and sitting on a, a gold mine or they was a celebrity or something like that from a financial <laughs> Right. No, for, for sure. Right. Retention in this industry. Well, we always want to keep our clients as long as we possibly can. It sounds like you're, that's something that you're really good at. Um, yeah. You know, you mentioned there that you're running ads on Facebook, on Instagram. How beneficial has that been for you? Or have you found that there's kind of like a lot of ebbs and flows with it? Uh, well, you got what well, um, I live about, a, about, a, about a saying you got to spend money to make money. So if you're not spending money, you're not going to make no money. Whether you're spending money on your gym equipment, that, uh, when you get more equipment and stuff, that's how you can raise your prices, whatnot, uh, believe it or not. And uh, for us, like, uh, my approach when it comes to marketing, uh, I don't want to be spending more money than what I'm getting back in return. Of course. If I set my budget at uh, a threshold, I think the way they got it set up, they got a setup where every time you spend $250, they charge your account. 
um, on face through Facebook, whatnot. That's how they got it set up, Instagram. But my thing mm -hmm. is, out of these two hundred and fifty dollars, if I can just get three people, I make my money back, and I can continue spending that two hundred and fifty dollars. Only way I come up off that two hundred fifty dollars is if I'm not, uh, if I'm not getting them back in return. But uh, right. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that money back off one person. If I get one or two clients, I make my money back. It's a win-win. Cause that's oh like, yeah. I'm talking to get one or two clients, whether it be boot camp, whether it be nutrition plan, whether it be uh strength and conditioning, whether it be personal training. I get it, I get a personal trainer or strength and conditioning uh client, I double my money. You bought I'd have made I'd have made a fifty percent profit just off one client because of what my rate uh, just one one person, one PT, one strength and condition, I made my money back. Two Give or take two or three boot camps, two or three boot camps, I made my money back. Nutrition, two or three of those, I made my money back. So yeah, that, that's my that's my eye. Uh, I I look to get like two or three clients, whatnot. Yeah. So are you running advertisements or are you boosting posts? Because I know that Instagram, Facebook have that option to boost, and then they have ad campaigns. Which one are you doing? I'm doing a uh, ad campaign. I normally uh, I normally do a a, a traffic. I, I normally flush them to my website so they can look at all the details. And I got all my plans there. I normally do there, uh, or vice versa. I do the messenger where they can directly contact me on Facebook. I'm the two that oh, I had. Awesome. I had successful with those two ad campaigns. Yeah. With the lead forms, I tried that and uh, I lost I lost money doing that one now, whatnot. And my, uh, I ain't really I ain't really getting on back in return. I feel like on that. Uh, yep. That. that that's that's interesting. You know that that's really what has worked for you. I mean, for me personally, Facebook ads were huge, right? I was getting like a three to one return on those ads at least every day. Yeah. Um, and it was it was huge, right? If I was spending. You know, a hundred dollars a day. I was making at least like four hundred, um, and that was that's a good feeling, right? And I like the motto that yeah. you said. You live by the motto. You spent yet to spend money to make money. It's so true. Um, yeah. If we really want to grow our business, we have to really like be open to the idea of Facebook, Instagram, different ways to grow our business. Because in twenty twenty two, that's what's working. Yeah. Um, so next question that I have for you, you know, Sean. What would you say, you know, business-wise, what are some of the big goals that you're chasing? Some of the things that you're really looking to make happen that will move the needle even further in your business? Uh, I would like to um, uh, open up another gym location, even though I feel like I've outgrown this one where I'm at. But I would like to open up another one that's, you know, like bigger than this location and possibly have... Uh, I have another trainer uh, over there to oversee that one now, whatnot. And boys, I do like a partnership there and still carry the same name, whatnot, even though it ain't no big corporate, but I still want to carry the same name. Like, hey, we got a different uh, gym location. And, but you know, like location is key. Uh, only reason I ain't moved from this location because it's a lot of traffic here, whatnot. Or like people in and out, passing by. Well, I ain't really gotta show people where I'm at. They know where I'm at. Then if they Google it, they'll know where the ten mile radius is right there. But I'm just trying to uh, establish, yeah, establish another, establish another gym, get it up off the ground and running, uh, establish the the strength and conditioning camps, working with the youth, because that would be awesome. I get that up off the ground. And running right there, probably partnering with some of these um some of these youth centers or whatnot like that. And before I can get I can get that channel, I get plugged into that channel there, and then they'll take care of the rest will take care of itself. Uh well, they already know where to come. Or anytime I have an uh account, not just in the Pascola area, uh I got people coming from the surrounding areas of Pascola coming here because they know that they're going to get the most uh, out of out of their training 
by training with me, even though I'm not where they stay at, but they willing to travel those 20 or 30 minute drive, 45 minute drive over here because you know what they're going to get out. They're going to get the results that they're looking for and they're going to get yeah. better uh, being, right. being that way. Yeah. So, Sean, what has to happen for it to become a reality for you to go and open up another location? Like, what do you really need to focus on right now to make that a reality? Um, to make that a reality, I would say I would say that the uh, getting that that strength and conditioning, uh, getting that up off the ground, uh, the camp. The strength and conditioning camp, getting that up off the ground where I'm holding those camps for, for baseball, basketball, volleyball, soccer, all those. Getting that up off the ground gonna generate more income. So by me getting that income, I can I can funnel that income towards opening up the other gym location and putting the 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 equipment that I need in there. But before I would move into other gym, the second, the third step would be. Well, the second step would be after I get the 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 strength and condition off the ground is to get another qualified trainer that I can count on to do what's needed to be done at that location, whatnot, at the uh, second location. I prefer them to have their own clients when it comes to the PT, but on the strength and conditioning, we can we can basically partner down the middle and work with because when you get big groups. Uh, when you're working with strength and conditioning, you get big groups. Uh, give or take, you're supposed to have more than one individual uh, to oversee it, to oversee that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that that's a really good point, right? Uh, looking at ways within the business right now to just kind of continue to grow that revenue so that it is a reality to go and open up a second gym, right? We need the cash flow if we want to make that happen. So for you, you know, you're thinking about getting these kind of strength and conditioning camps rolling, and that's a great idea. And there's tons of other opportunity there to increase that revenue. And I'm excited to kind of see that happen for you. Now, my next question here is, what is the social media? Where can our listeners go if they're interested in learning more about what you have to offer at, at your facility? Um, I, I, uh, I normally post like, uh, I normally do challenges here at my gym where I do like a total body transformation challenge where I, I, I email. We lost the audio there, Sean. We can't hear you. Uh, there we go. We're, we're back. We're back. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, you want me to run that back over? I don't think you got yeah. it. Yeah, run that back over. Where can we find you? What what What's your Facebook? You said you use your personal Facebook, right? No, I use my uh, Get Fit Fitness. It's a Get Fit Fitness page on Facebook. Okay. Get Fit my, Fitness on Facebook. And then uh, Facebook, Facebook, uh, I mean, uh, Instagram, uh, it's an underscore get underscore fit underscore fitness. That's what my Instagram is right there. And what I normally do, I normally, I normally uh, post like uh, one rep maxes on there because we, we, we do a lot of, uh, we we get one rep maxes we, I put on there, uh, uh, advanced exercises, you know, like different different ways you can attack different body parts. And I let my clients utilize that. And what what I learned that your followers and other people, what they love to see, they love to see stuff that they wasn't aware of or, or a different way that you can do it. Like they probably been doing it when it comes to exercise. So I try to post on my, I was told to post on my social media platform at least three times a week. The key, mm -hmm. the you know, I stay consistent with doing that because that'll get you clients and that'll that'll uh, get you more followers in regards to that that aspect there. So I try to make sure I stay on top of that there. Uh, and and no different than I have other uh, other trainers and stuff follow me because they like what I'm doing here and uh, they want to try to 
copycat what I'm doing. I got a, a few mutual friends that I was incarcerated with. They are on trainers as well, and they look up to me because I'm ahead of them, and they follow my lead, what I'm doing here. Well. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm super excited that we got to hear your story today, Sean. I think it's really inspirational, and I, I want to thank you for being here. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, hit subscribe. Um, and if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.